right, welcome to another episode here at the Citizen Reporter. How's everybody doing? I hope you guys enjoy that song as much as I do. Welcome, self-hating you and Peppermint Patty, Ghosts in the Prison. All right, Freedom Ministry, always welcome here, brother. Um, so, as a lot of us already know about the UN job posting... I took some time to review the entire application and I looked up some of the more interesting aspects and organizations mentioned in the application. Welcome Sterling. She she's the she's the woman man and she is like the go-to person for any kind of knowledge. And Everybody here in this chat right now, I'm really glad and thankful that you are all on the same side of truth. So, without further ado, let us begin. All of the links are posted in the video, the description of this video. This position is located in the Disarmament, Demobilization, and Reintegration section of the Office of Rule of Law and Security Institutions. Okay, so, okay, well, what is that? Here's the DPKO, Office of Rule of Law and Security Institutions. Now, it doesn't really give you very much here um let's see alternatives to detention rehabilitation and prisons that's the categories that it's under so i have not had time to go through there's a lot of links here a lot of organizations mentioned in that particular job posting i have not had time to go through everything and check it all out That's why I provided the links in the description for everybody, so hopefully we can all work together and um, split up the the, uh, workload here. Handbook for Prison Leaders, HIV AIDS in Place of Detention, Prison Settings, uh, Human Rights Council. I mean, there's just, I mean, this is just an enormous amount of information. And I wouldn't doubt at all that it's built that way to eat up a particular person's time. New York is classified as a hardship H duty station and family duty station. Now, I did not look that up. Let's look this up real quick. Uh, the United Nations Common System has a place, has in place a scheme to encourage operational required mobility between duty stations and to compensate for the degree of hardship experienced by staff assigned by their organizations to difficult duty stations. 
The main elements of the scheme are an allowance for mobility and hardship and an assessment grant. Other benefits include additional education, travel, additional reimbursement of boarding costs, um, and so on and so forth. Obviously, okay, each one of these links is going to lead to more questions. So I'm going to put this. This is this one is not in the description, so I'll just place that there. Okay. Moving on. The incumbent reports to and is under the overall supervision of the DDR section chief. I don't know. Did I look that one up by chance? No, not yet. Let us look this up. It may be later in my tabs, but I'm just going to, so I don't don't forget, go ahead and put this out there. Here's a job opening for that particular position, actually. Hmm. And as you guys could see in real time here, I'm kind of having a hard pro- hard time finding the definition of this. And, you know, who it is or, or why. DDR section chief. So if you guys can make a note, please, um, we'll come back to that. I don't want to hold up the show. Within delegated authorities, these are responsibilities, the disarmament, demobilization, and reintegration officer will be responsible for the following duties. Now, before we go any further, let me remind everybody that the USMCA that Trump signed gives the UN jurisdiction over our country, which is illegal and unconstitutional. acts as a focal point for disarmament, demobilization, and reintegration components for two to three missions responsible for planning, support to implementation, and evaluation. Now, disarmament, demobilization, reintegration as defined by the United Nations Keeping website. What is disarmament, demobilization, and reintegration? They lay the groundwork for safeguarding and sustaining the communities to which these individuals return. Well, where are they returning from is my question. While building capacity for long-term peace, security, and development. In situations where it's too early or not possible to carry out disarmament, demobilization, and reintegration work, the UN supports community violence reduction programs. And what is that? That lead to the right conditions for political processes to progress in armed groups to disband. This is not good. Let us look up 
do you see how complicated and voluminous this is as far as information? Every page you will go to, there are going to be more questions. If you're a critically thinking person, there's going to be more questions and more links and more, you know, more things to investigate. And it can be very overwhelming. See, you know, and this will eat up the entire time that I, you know, to try to do this. So I'm going to place this in the chat. If you guys can look up, make, make somebody please make a note um, to look up the DDR community violence and reduction. Okay. Where are we doing it? As of 2017-2018, the team of OROLSI, Disarmament, Demobilization, and Reintegration Section, was supporting disarmament, demobilization, and reintegration processes in UN peacekeeping operations in the Central African Republic. DAFOR. And I was just about to say, did that include Congo as well? Because we know how big of a mess Congo is. And sure enough, it does. Mali and South Sudan. The Disarmament, Demobilization, Reintegration Section also supports operations in UN special political missions in Colombia. And, uh, and we all know that there's problems in, the, in South America. Libya. And we know what happened to Libya. Somalia, we know what happened to Somalia. Syria, we know what's going on in Syria. And Yemen, and we know what's going on in Yemen. The UN office to the African Union, and we know that that's a crap. Uh, I haven't had very much time to look that up. But I know enough to say that they're compromised. The office of special advisor to the secretary general in Burundi, and the Office of the Special Envoy, Special or Secretary General blah, of for the Great Lakes, as well as in non-mission settings such as Nigeria, Republican. Okay, let's look this up real quick. The Great Lakes. Do you see how much information is we have to? through here so I'm asking for you for you guys who are in this for the long haul because because this means something to you there's no way you can be uh, in the real truth movement without personal just doing it for personal dedication The UN is engaging more and more, often with armed groups in complex mission environments. Now, we know that the white nationalist movement is a fake movement and created by the communist banker, international bankers, okay? We know who's behind it. <clears throat> We've talked about it many times before. So... What is they they have always remember this they always have to create a boogeyman so we also know that these so called shootings and things like this that are so so called organic they say are um, caused or uh, 
the offenders are white nationalists, right? And they're saying that the white nationalists are armed and a terrorist group. So we see the the groundwork being laid right here. They are therefore called upon to provide advice. Now remember the show that Trav and I did where Israel came right out and said they are looking to replace the UN with a rabbinical court that will advise world governments. So we already have in place that the UN is called upon to provide advice on how to engage with armed groups and ultimately contribute to the signing of an agreement. Now, if you don't see what's going on so far, you're either compromised or you are not intelligent enough and therefore an extreme liability, okay? Disarmament, mobilization, and reintegration support to mediate mediation processes comprises three types of activities that can be taken before, during, and after the mediation process. The first, mediation support, deployment of experts, drafting provision of agreements, and negotiation advice. Number two, analysis, mapping of armed groups, and identification of entry points for programmatic engagement. Now remember that because as we read on, um, we're going to come across some more information that is going to make your blood go cold. Number three, capacity building. Strengthening the party's ability to work constructively towards an agreement. The disarmament, demobilization, and reintegration section has deployed mediation support to Dafur, Central African Republic, Colombia, Mali, and Yemen. And if these are any um, such examples to speak to their success, I think we all need to be extremely concerned. Community violence reduction. In the last decade, we have seen a shift to UN interventions taking place earlier in the peace process with operations deployed during intense conflict. Armed groups, which are unlikely to have signed a peace agreement, are often involved in shadow economies and transnational criminal networks. In some cases, armed groups may even be indistinguishable from communities. In response, now this is the first time I'm actually reading this. Um, so this is new to me as well as all of you, if you haven't yet. In response, the UN has adapted from traditional sequenced and individual focused disarmament, demobilization, and reintegration to a more community focused approach known as second generation DDR. Again, now another definition we have to learn and identify. At the forefront of this, what we call community violence reduction. 
you know, uh, I really can't believe what I'm reading here, but. All right. Now mandated in Haiti. <laughs> My God. I, it's, I'm not, I, you know, I mean, this, this, this will take hours. So you guys, I think you have a great idea of, and we're not even in to a quarter of this. Oh, jeez. Okay. Where were we? Participates, this is back to the uh, job application. Participants in DPO and integrated task force planning meetings for the establishment of a new peacekeeping mission with a potential DDR component. Provides technical assistance to peace negotiations. Here, I'm going to go ahead and post this link in the chat so you guys can grab it. Don't forget to screenshot and download that because this job posting won't be up forever and it'll be gone. Or they may change it um, because we're on to looking through this and they don't want too much information getting out of there. Provides technical assistance to peace negotiations. Participates in technical assessment missions, advises, develops, and reviews as appropriate initial DDR functional strategy and concept for operations for further development into a full program by the DDR component and the National DDR Commission. So, I mean, this is going to take a long time to dissect. Drafts and reviews DDR inputs to SG report I don't know what that is. Code cables and talking points. Talking points, what do they mean? Develops initial result-based framework and budget for new DDR components in new mission. What new mission? Liaises with UNDP and donor community to raise voluntary contributions for DDR programs. What does that mean? Presents and or defends new and subsequent DDR budgetary requirements in the ACABQ acronym and the fifth committee of the General Assembly. Well, who's the fifth committee? Who are these people? Right? Develops uh, staffing structure and terms of reference for a DDR component including terms of integration with other UN agencies, funds, and programs. Hmm. Provides technical clearance for applicants to DDR units in new and ongoing missions. What missions? Provides headquarters support in planning the civilian and military logistics support for DDR. Um, who's military and why would we need a civilian and military logistics support? Continually reviews DDR program strategy and implementation through relevant documents, reports, and code cables. Well, what are code cables? Conducts field missions to, or I'm sorry, conducts field missions to assess implementation of established DDR programs. What does that mean? What are field missions? What's the, what's the definition of a field mission? I'd like to have an example of that, of a past field mission. 
um, are these ones in the Congo, Haiti, and, and all these other places that are just absolute messes? I mean, what? I, I'd like to have specifics on that. Identifies potential problems and issues to be addressed and suggest remedies to DDR units in the field. Okay. Liaises with member states, UN actors, and other DDR interested partners to represent the mission's DDR component at the headquarters level. Well, where can we find all of these partners interested in DDR? And who are member states and who are the UN actors? Establishes and maintains an outreach network with CSOs and IGOs active in the area of DDR. Um, Here's another um, thing for hiring young people. It says the United Nations Office for Disarmament Affairs, UNODA, is encouraging you, not damn, um, encouraging young people to get involved. It, the thing moved. <clears throat> Disarmament, demobilization, and reintegration in Africa. Okay, we can look policy guide, guidelines, MDRP, CRA, I mean, these are all big, huge messes, and it's not caused organically either. We know this. But do you, you see every single page opens up at least 20 more questions. Okay, let's go back. Establishes and maintains an outreach network, I read that, supports the doctrine development work in the area of DDR in the department with the Interagency Working Group, IAWG, on DDR and other relevant national and international actors working on DDR issues. Contributes to department level or policy committee level policy development work or on DDR and related issues. Maintains and further develops integrated DDR standards, a set of interagency policies, guidelines, and procedures on DDR. On behalf of the chief of DDR section, co-chairs IAWG on DDR contributes to bringing coherence to the interaction of the UN system and its partners on DDR supervises the associate expert or junior professional officer in the development and maintenance of the web-based UN Nations DDR Resource Center, liaises with other UN regional organizations and member states providing DDR, and other duties as required. The competencies is knowledge and understanding of theories, concepts, blah, 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 Here's the interesting part. Remember that that part I told you guys to remember? Knowledge and understanding of theories, concepts, and approaches relevant to DDR and related issues. Ability to to identify issues as well as to analyze and participate in the resolution of issues, problems, ability to conduct data collection using various methods, 
excellent drafting and analytical skills, conceptual analytical and evaluative skills to conduct independent research and analysis, including familiarity with and experience in the use of various research sources, including electronic sources on the internet, intranet, and other databases. Ability to apply judgment in the context of assignments given, plan own work and management and manage conflicting priorities, shows pride in work and in achievements, demonstrates professional competence and achieving results, is motivated by professional rather than personal concerns, is motivated by professional rather than personal concerns. So that means you have to have a certain level of psychopathy because you can't really have a conscience to work with these people. You get it? Shows persistence when faced with difficult problems or challenges. Persistence. Hmm. Remains calm in stressful situations. Provides leadership and takes responsibility for incorporating gender perspectives and ensuring the equal participation of women and men in all areas of work. We're not even done yet. Planning and organizing develops clear goals that are consistent with agreed strategies, identifies priority activities and assignments. What does that mean? I don't know. Adjusts priorities as required, allocates appropriate amount of time and resources for completing work, foresees risk, and allows for contingencies when planning, Monitors and adjusts plans and actions as necessary, uses time efficiently. Communication. Speaks and writes clearly, effectively, listens to others, correctly interprets messages from others, okay, and responds appropriately. Asks questions to clarify and exhibits interest in having two-way communication. Tailors language, tone, style, and format to match audience Demonstrates openness in sharing information and keeping people informed. Demonstrates, but does not require, right? Education. Advanced university degree. Masters or equivalent in disarmament affairs, military studies, political affairs, economics, international relations, or a related field. A first-level university degree in combination with two additional years of qualifying experience to be accepted in lieu of advanced university degree. Work experience. Seven years of related experience in disarmament affairs, political analysis, or in national military or paramilitary service paramilitary, hmm. preferably related to the design, implementation, or review of DDR. What's, what exactly is paramilitary? So. 
a semi-militarized force whose organizational structure, tactics, training, subculture, and often function are similar to those of a professional military, but is not formally part of a country's armed forces. You mean like ISIS, ISIL, um, you know, all these like rebel fighters and blah, 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 those kinds of paramilitary? Uh-huh. Preferably related to the design, implementation, or review of DDR. A minimum of two years of experience in planning, developing, implementing, and evaluating DDR program is required. Experience in a large, multicultural, multidimensional environment is desirable. Experience coordinating with multiple partner agencies, funds, or programs is desirable. Experience with experience working in a field operation in an international organization, non-governmental organization, or within the United Nations common system, inclusive of peacekeeping, political missions, and UN agencies, funds, and programs is desirable. Experience working on DDR-related programs in Africa is desirable. Why? Do you want to recreate the the huge mess that is in Africa here. I mean, this is based in New York city. Why, why Africa? Why not somewhere else? English and French are desired. Um, Evaluation of qualified candidates may include an assessment exercise, which may be followed by competency-based interview. Core values and competencies will be assessed, assessed throughout the evaluation process, meaning they're going to ask you trick questions to see how much of a psychopath you are. Because let's remember, they want you to be more concerned with your political career than your personal conscience, right? They specifically said so. Not in those words, but that's what it means in my opinion. Staff members are subject to the authority of the Secretary General, and we still don't know who that is, really, and to assignment by him or her. In context, all staff are expected to move periodically to new functions in their careers in accordance with established rules and procedures. Hmm, could that be... Um, didn't we just read about paramilitary hmm. and, um, you know, how they're trying to establish, you know, all right. So if you are in an area for too long and let's say you've been outed, then you're going to have to reinvent yourself, right? Move somewhere else. Hmm. Okay. Where are we? The United Nations Secretariat is committed to achieving 50-50 gender balance. Female candidates are strongly encouraged to apply. Why? Because females, women, are te- people tend to trust women more than men, right? It's really hard to conceptualize psychopathic women, what they look like, what they do, um, and even accept the fact that that's real. Right? Because we think of our mothers, we have this 
you know, preconceived idea of what a mother should be, so on and so forth. We have to understand how the human psyche works and how people subconsciously um, make connections to certain things, right? Now, remember, your enemy is the expert at exploitation. And if you want to protect yourself and protect your family, you need to learn how they work, how they think, what they do. It's going to require work on your end. And if you're truly dedicated in this for the right reasons, then you'll do it. Extension of the appointment is subject to extension of the mandate and or availability of the funds. United Nations considerations. And we're not even done. So how's everybody feeling about all this, huh? Is everybody uh, quite concerned? It should be. Yeah, Greg Strasser, it's uh, the fact that it's very, um, it's a good representation of what will happen to future Stalin show trials and people. That's what they do. They put you in a pit and they kill you because you know too much. According to Article 101, Paragraph 3 of the Charter of the United Nations, the paramount consideration in the employment of the staff is the necessity of securing the highest standards of efficiency, competence, and integrity. Candidates will not be considered for employment with the United Nations if they have committed, you know, sexual violence. But th- that's all they mention is sexual violence. What about the other kinds of violence, like murder and shit? <laughs> you know? But that's it. That's all they mention. Isn't that bizarre? Does anybody else find that weird? Or is it just me? Am I a little too cynical? I don't think so. It's good to see you, Greg. I'm glad you're here. And same as Shamraha, everybody else, thank you for coming. Due regard will be paid to the importance of recruiting the staff on as well or I'm sorry, recruiting the staff on as wide a geographical basis as possible. The United Nations places no restrictions on the eligibility of men and women to participate in any capacity under conditions of equality in its principal and subsidiary organs. The United Nations Secretariat is a non-smoking environment. Applicants are encouraged to follow carefully all instructions. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. So let's go through some of these um, things, these, uh, whatchamacallits, the uh, organizations that were mentioned, because I sure as hell never heard of any of them. Alternatives to the detention and rehabilitation. I mean, I'm extremely interested in this part of it, and I'm going to have to review that later. Um, Example from the field, disengaging al-Shabaab in Somalia. Um, Yunus 
UNSOM, UNSOM. I mean, there's just so many, there's so much information here. Um, also, I was curious as to the integrated task force. What, what the hell was it called? What made me look this up? And Oh, yeah. Integrated task force um, for deactivation. So here you know, is the page for that. Uh-oh. Okay, good. I thought I was freezing for a second. Yeah, integrated task force. That's what that is. Okay. United Nations Development Program. Deadline 2030. Not far away. It's only 10 years, people. And this was part of, remember, we were, oh, shit. That scared the hell out of me. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, my God. All right. Woof. Um, remember, we are talking about in that, um, job application they were talking about women and hiv and that's all this stuff right administrative and budgetary committee the fifth committee remember we wanted to know who was the fifth committee right acabq welcome to the advisory committee on administrative and budgetary questions i mean i mean we see there's so much here Oh, look here. Current members. Okay. Dr. Sahan Terzi, Miss Julia Masil, Mr. Abdallah Bakar Bong, Mr. Where's, uh, oh, shit. Where's his, what's his name? Ah, the guy who goes, yeah, yeah, all the time. You should like that name. Uh, Mr. Pavel Chernikov, Mr. Ior Humani. Mr. Conrad Hunt, Mr. Marcel Juliar, Mr. Mahash Kumar, Mr. Takishi Matagunga, Mr. Zinzong Yi, Mr. Oliver Minard, Mr. Yves Eric A H O U S S O U G B E M E Y. Mr. Amhad Al-Kumam, Mr. Makais Augusto, Mr. Philippe Garcia-Landa, and Ms. Donna Marie Chikarazi-Maxfield. Who's the IGO? Here's the link for that. IGO Inc. has been a provider for mobile accessories. Hmm. Remember the data collection part of the job description, right? Offering power management solutions and accessories for laptop computers and electronic mobile devices and has been evaluating alternative strategies for its use of its capital and the IGO brand. IGO subsidiary Casco LLC, we need to find out who that is, is a leading provider of metallic blade products for the meat cutting, food cutting, and wood cutting industries to the global market. Yeah, and we just did a show the other night where Travis succinctly pointed out that all of our farming is being bought up by 
these corporations. And they even have the basic um, supplies for the these operations. They've even got a monopoly on that. Jeez. Uh, um, its route distrib- distrib- uh, distribution unit provides the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. Retail grocery and retail food industries with quality butcher supplies, resupply products, and seasonings. Casco has global manufacturing and warehouse operations in St. Louis, Canada, Mexico, Wales, and Germany. The company is headquartered in St. Louis, Missouri. Board of Directors, Jack L. Howard, Peter L. Axe, Michael Larson, and Bill DeLong. Management, William T. Fahes, Jr., Douglas B. Woodworth. We came across this um, term in the job application saying controlled substance ordering system. What is that? The DEA's Controlled Substance Ordering System allows for secure electronic transmission of Schedule 1 through 5 controlled substance orders without the supporting paper form 222. And then we'll say computer. How do you enroll in SC or CSOS? Let's, let's just... Every individual person who wants to sign electronic orders for controlled substances must enroll with the DEA to require, acquire his or her own personal S- CSOS certificate. So basically, that's uh, uh, the doctor's DEA number. Electronic controlled substance orders are placed using a software program that has been improved. Uh, it's available through a wholesaler. Um, but why does why is this part of the UN? And why are they even concerned about it? Right? I mean, this is not, uh, this shouldn't have, they, sh- they should have nothing to do with this. This is a doctor, this is basically a doctor and his patient. You know? So why the fuck does the UN have anything to do with this? <coughs> I mean, huh? This isn't good either. I mean, this is there. The UN is getting involved and is tracking your doctor and who he's prescribing to. This is what this means. They have no right to do that. Disarmament, demobilization, and reintegration in Africa. The proliferation of UN peacekeeping operations coincides with a UN-led program to disarm, disband warring parties, as well as reintegrate ex-combatants into into civilian life. Kind of like how Sweden said they'll try to rehab the ISIS people. Mm -hmm. Right. (sighs) 
Disarmament, demobilization, reintegration, or DDR programs, as they are known to practitioners, have featured in post-conflict reconstruction from Afghanistan to Haiti. But the bulk of DDR interventions, 24 since 1992, have occurred in Africa. The failure of early DDR programs in Somalia, Liberia, partly attributed to their vague mandates, prompted a shift in recent years toward more focused interventions now codified in a set of new policy guidelines, which we, I don't even know what those are developed in 2005. See here, here, here was the groundwork being laid for this world government. You see. And how little by little they're getting juris, legal jurisdiction over the um, world governments. <sighs> Newer DDR programs in Sierra Leone, Ivory Coast, and Democratic Republic of, Con- of Congo has, have disarmed hundreds of thousands of combatants. But experts say these programs remain poorly funded and a lack of research has prevented practitioners from developing better reintegration programs. If anybody saw the movie Blood Diamonds, um, this reminds me of that movie where um, in the Congo they had these... Um, paramilitary troops that the CIA funded trained and all that stuff right to and re- release them to um, terrify the public and they would kidnap children and they would raise them in these groups to ensure an MK ultra type of person when they grew up that's basically what happened and uh, you know the the mining of diamonds was the big push you know, Africa, Africa has a lot of natural resources, which is why there's a lot of action going on there. The United Nations adopts a lead role in most single country. All right, so you guys get the idea. Man, this is bad. This is bad. I don't know. Yes, Greg, Blood Diamonds with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yep. That's right. All right. Office for Disarmament Affairs. That's in the description of this video. And you just see there's so much information here. And they do it on purpose. I wonder what the cyber diplomacy is. (laughs) Online training course. Cybersecurity tech accord. The UN. I mean, there's so much. Vienna disarmament community discusses current status of of disarmament education well anyway we need to let people know about this I mean I'm not okay with not saying anything I'm not okay with just sitting back and letting them do whatever the hell they want I, I can't. In my in good conscience, I cannot just give up. I'm sorry. I mean, 
I, I, I don't know. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror every day. So. Cybersecurity, I don't know, but all of these links that we just went through are in the description of this video. Like I said, I, you guys could see just there's too much information. I just came across it yesterday. I haven't had time. It, it's going to take a while. If people, you know, if you guys want to help split up the workload and research this a little bit and contact me, Erica News 23 at Gmail, I'd greatly appreciate it. Um, the be- the biggest th- gift you could give anything or anyone is your time, okay? So if you could donate your time to the truth, and there can't, there's not a better cause, you know? I mean, Jesus, this is what Jesus had warned everybody about. This kind of, this kind of shit's been going on since Christ's time. That's why there's such a huge push to remove God. That's why there's such a huge push to delegitimize Christianity. And this is demonstrated over and over and over again. And it's undeniable. Hey, Rick, good to see you. Help your family, man. You want your kids and grandkids to... uh, Look at you and ask why you didn't do anything or at least try, you know, regardless of what the outcome is. It's not about the outcome, you know, it's about trying to do something for your family. Nothing's ever a guarantee, only death. With that, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Um, I'll be on this, you know. We're not going to give up, and uh, I'm waiting to hear back from Dennis. We're going to hopefully, excuse me, hopefully we're going to have something next week for everyone. Just keep an eye on the channel, and uh, you'll be updated as to the new information that's coming out. And keep the faith. You know, even Christ said this battle is not easy, man, and he lost his life to it. So I'll praise him. Stay safe. Stay
Yeah, you learned in life. Don't 